Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and diamond sponsor Ventivid. Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast with Rachel Evans. She just said, how does Whispering Jack rank more highly than Whispering Loudly? <laughs> I said, what do you think? I'm so behind in pop culture, I don't even know. Is that John Farnham's movie? Has he got a podcast? Uh, I'd say it's just John, all of John Farnham's music. But remember that album that kind of made his yes, comeback Yeah, are you in talking about 80s? on Google, SEO? No, on Spotify. <laughs> You're after some serious SEO, babe. <laughs> And we're going to talk about how to get that next with Dean Evans in Performance Hub. You'll have to wait and see. Welcome to Performance Hub with Dean Evans. Performance Hub with Rachel Evans and Dean Evans as our guest today. What are we covering off on today, Dean? Well, first we're going to talk about how to manage conflict with customers or with your team or even inside a business partnership. Breathing. I always tell my kids, Breathe in the flowers, blow out the candles. Have you ever oh, heard that nice. one? Nice. <laughs> I have not heard that one. Dean, welcome to Whispering Loudly or welcome back. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. Uh, it's time for Performance Hub where we discuss uh, all manner of things performance, whether that's as the owner, high-performing team attributes and, and strategies and tactics. And today uh, what we want to talk about is conflict and an effective strategy or method for you as the owner to be able to overcome conflict, whether that's with a team member, uh, with a customer, uh, maybe it's inside your business partnership or your most significant life partnership. And we want strategies in such a way that you might be able to teach them to your team members as well. So, Dean, how do we handle conflict effectively in the workshop? Well, most people do a very poor job of it. If someone doesn't understand what you want done in a conflict situation, most people just tend to scream the same thing louder. And of course, that just, you know, it's like pouring fuel on the fire. You know, emotions come into it. The language is quite aggressive or combative and our our posture, our physiology starts to become, uh, again, uh, you know, more than assertive, bordering on a little violent at times. So we need to find a better way to handle not just conflict, but handle ourselves in that situation. And the thing to remember is that, you know, 99.9% of the conversations that you're having with a customer, with a team member, you know, with your significant other or your partner are essentially going to be conflict conversations because no one else sees, feels, hears or senses the world the same way as we do. So irrespective of the situation, the person that you're talking to is going to be viewing that situation differently to you. So in essence you're already in conflict with their perspective or their views. So having said that, you know, when you think about driving a car, as long as you follow the rules you know, of driving a car in Australia, it's drive on the left-hand side, overtake on the right-hand side, stay below the speed limit, go when the light's green, stop when the light's red. If you follow that framework, the chances of you getting from point A to point B safely are significantly increased, right? So how do we handle conflict? It's by having a framework that we can follow. When we're learning to manage our emotional state and the emotional states of others and resolve conflict while we're learning to do that and we don't yet trust ourselves then we've got a framework that we can trust 
because we know it works. And one of the simplest frameworks that, uh, that I've seen and one of the most effective I've seen is called the SPIN model, which in short, S stands for situation, P stands for problem, I stands for impact, N stands for need. And it's pretty simple. So if we're in a conflict situation, rather than trying to solve the problem, well, rather than, than assuming you know what needs to happen to resolve this conflict or solve this problem, it's actually about seeking to understand the other person's perspective or view and then actually find the real problem. You solve that. It's like a domino. If you tip over the first domino, plenty of others are going to fall over and it'll make a whole lot of other things easier to manage or even unnecessary to deal with. So how it works is uh, a conflict arises You've got to go and have a conversation uh, or approach, you know, a customer, team member, partner, whoever it might be, about the um, about the issue. We don't go in all guns blazing, telling them what for or where to go, or telling them what they need to do to solve the problem, or even what you're going to do to solve the problem. The first thing we go in using the spin model is we ask them about the situation. Hey, can you just tell me from your perspective? What happened? And we simply just listen. That does two things, right? When people have to think their way through a problem, they can't feel their way through a problem or they're not feeling their way through a problem. We can't be logical and emotional at the same time. We can only be one or the other. So we ask someone to tell us about what happened, right? We ask them to think about it. And then we're going to, or they have to engage their logical brain, which means we're already starting to manage the emotion or at least that individual is beginning to manage the emotion for themselves. And all we do is listen. Do not offer any solutions, do not ask any questions, just simply give them the opportunity to tell you about the situation from their perspective. When they've done that, move on to the next part. Okay, well, what were the problems? And ask the person specifically to list what the problems were as they saw them or heard them or felt them. And again, offer no solutions, just listen. The human condition is that we want to be heard, we want to be validated, and we want to be understood. And so when we seek to understand rather than demand what needs to happen from a person, then we begin to disarm them anyway. So we want to get all the problems out on the table. And the more problems that come out, right, the more we're taking wind out of their sails, the more, you know, the bullets are being unloaded from the gun, they're put on the table, and we can address each one individually. From there, we still don't go and offer a solution. We go to the next part of the model, which is I, which is impact. Ask person, well, what impact is this having on you? Right, and we'll find out whether it's having a, a, you know, a physical impact, an emotional impact. Maybe it's organisational one, you know, because inside your workshop, you know, if it's a customer, the car, you know, there's been a delay. Maybe that's going to muck up some other plans that they had for that night. So it's really what they're doing is just airing their frustration, right? So we want to find out what impact this is having for that person. And then after that, we just ask them, well. What do you think needs to be done here? And we ask them to give us the solutions. Now, for some people listening right now, they'll be thinking like, but oh, people just make unreasonable demands. Well, yeah, they do from time to time. So we always start by asking, okay, um, what do you think needs to be done to make this right? Get the other person to put out all their ideas, all their uh, thoughts about what could be done. And now you've got essentially a menu, right? A list of things that could be done when you've got an exhaustive or extensive list out well you know uh, you know as the as the business owner as the team leader as the uh, you know other half of the partnership um, 
you know what can be done and what can't be done. So when you've got a list of what could be done, then start to have a conversation around, you know, what is reasonably achievable that can be done and get some agreement, some understanding from the other person on, you know, their, uh, what's the word probably, you know, their openness to pursuing the solutions that you actually can do and then agree on what you will do to resolve the situation with and for that person. And then once you've got that agreement, um, put a time frame around it so they know when they can expect this solution to occur, you know, this problem to go away. If you need to, write it down, put it in an email, send them a text message, and then make sure that you follow through on uh, on your part of the deal, on your commitment, by doing whatever it was that you said you will do to resolve the issue. That is the simplest, quickest, most effective method, framework, model that I've ever found for handling, really, you know, managing conflict with anyone, anywhere, at any time. Ask them to tell you about the situation. Get them to list out you know, the problems as they saw it. Ask them you know, what impact is it having for them and then find out what they think needs to be done to resolve it and then together work towards uh, you know, a mutually agreed pathway that is going to see you, uh, you know, solve the problem, resolve the issue so you can all get back to doing whatever you, know, you were going to do before the problem occurred. And you can really see how, um, you know, this would be so useful in a situation where you've got a customer uh, returned unhappy uh, about perhaps a misunderstood expectation. They didn't receive the service they thought they were going to or they even had bill shock. You've spent uh, a good amount of time explaining each of the steps and it might sound like, you know, this is a very lengthy process, but really the steps, you know, can each be... 30 seconds to a minute long and you actually, you know, get to the point where you understand what they think the issue is and they're all, you're already at the point where you're asking them to describe, well, how could we resolve this for you um, in your mind, like quite quickly? Well, just flip it for a second, using the example of bill shock. So a customer comes in to pick up their car. We hear it so often, you know, people underquote, you know, the job takes longer because you got some unexpected findings or the repair was more difficult than what you thought. You found other problems, right? The bill goes up or the invoice, uh, you know, total goes up. Customer comes in going, what the heck is this? Well, you just use this model yourself. Simply say to the person, yep, totally understand. Um, this is more than you're expecting. Then say, well, here's the situation. You know, this is what we found. Um, these are the problems that either um, it was causing or it was going to cause. This is the impact it would have had for you, your family, your vehicle, and this is what we needed to do to resolve it. So, you know, we can use the same framework to have a conversation, uh, or rather to explain to an unhappy or, uh, you know, a, um, uh, a surprised customer uh, to resolve that situation. It's, it's a perfectly simple model. And, you know, the more you use it, the more familiar it becomes yeah, as part of your communication. And no one that you're having that conversation with is going, oh, here we go. He's about to use the, the spin model again. S is for situation. Here's the problem. Here's the, like It's a framework you get to use, but the person that you're communicating with or resolving conflict for is not thinking uh, that you're using a framework. Believe me, it works. And it works in all manner of situations uh, with all manner of people. 
uh, and with all manner of conflict. Fantastic, Dean. Thank you. Amazing as always. And make sure if you are not yet a member, you jump onto Facebook and search up our free Facebook community for auto repair shop owners just like you. It is called Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of auto repair shop owners from all around Australia, New Zealand, the USA, Canada, the UK, and a few other places uh, in there. And uh, along with us, the Workshop Whisperer, uh, sharing best practice and receiving best practice about how to have a more profitable auto repair shop every single day. Make sure you listen in next time. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk, and diamond sponsor Ventivid. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team.